the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is news on the police officer who uh, fired his weapon during an attempted arrest of Donovan Lewis last August. That resulted in Mr. Lewis dying. I will share that news with you. But uh, first, let's talk with Travis in Galloway. He called 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. He's on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Travis. Hi, sir. My name is Travis Parker. Um, I do love my country, and... You know, I, I, I served four years. I didn't do anything great, but I did sign up. I love what the United States was founded on. Um, with I was, I was reading back in December. I was going to school to get my CDL, and I heard I, – I read something about the Columbus City Council passing the common sense <laughs> gun law. Yeah. It was talking, of, it was talking about banning 30-round uh, magazines, and then I just seen something about it a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, they've done um, it. They've they've banned it. There are those who say it's unconstitutional for municipalities to go against state law, but they uh, have certainly uh, done everything they can do to make it happen. So, is there any way that we can do something to to fight that? Because I feel like it's an an attack on on our uh, our gun rights. Yeah, well, it is an attack on your gun rights. Uh, you're right about that, Travis. I appreciate the call and thank you for uh, sacrificing your time. And serving your country, it is an attack on your gun rights. Uh, the only thing I can tell you that will change it is not a realistic scenario. It is that you have to get to a point where Democrats don't control the city of Columbus anymore. I mean, as long as we have, we had a, we had a lady shot over the weekend who hit a dog with her car. Okay, she hit a dog with her car. Now. All indications are this was completely inadvertent, okay? Dogs are unpredictable. They run out into traffic. She hit a dog with her car, and a, and a teenager shot her, a teenager. 14-year-old boy shot her, okay? So the city of Columbus looks at that and says, well, you know, too many guns, right? Too many guns. Okay. Um, explain all the other accidents of, you know, not even accidents, all the other intentional murders that go on in the city of Columbus with a murder rate that has skyrocketed over what used to be the norm around a hundred. It was more than double that a couple of years ago. And then, it, Oh, they use the percentages to oh, look at, to look how many we are down 30% in murders. Yeah. From an all time record. Okay. So to deny people like Travis and other people who live in the city of Columbus, their right to carry, to protect themselves when the state of Ohio says it's legal To me, the only way that changes is if you get rid of a Democratic mayor, you get rid of an all-Democratic city council, you get rid of a Democrat law director, a Democrat county prosecutor. Like, I've lived in Columbus long enough to remember when Columbus was governed by Republicans. It wasn't all that long ago. I'm not, you know, 75 years old. It was not all that long ago. Uh, But ever since Mike Coleman became mayor... It has trended toward what it is now, which is 
pretty much anything you see from a Democratic politician nationally. And that is that guns are bad. And if we can just give more money to problems, those problems will go away. Well, um, we have spent so much money I can't even calculate on the war to end poverty. Have we eradicated poverty since the Great Society? Are we anywhere close? We are not even close. We are not remotely close. In fact, poverty is escalating. You drive through certain parts of our city, they are lawless, and they are stricken with all kinds of poverty-related issues. Prostitution, drug abuse, crime, on and on and on. We are not a safe city. We are not a safe city. I used to love going into downtown Columbus after dark, going to the Ohio Theater, the Palace Theater. Uh, This was pre-Blue Jackets. But even when the Blue Jackets came into existence, what have they been around, like 22, 23 years? Going to Nationwide Arena for a concert, for a Blue Jackets game, a wonderful way to spend an evening. You're safe, you walk, you go down to the arena district, you get a meal, you walk to the game, you walk to you know wherever you were going. It never entered my mind that I would not be safe in downtown Columbus. Now, I have a little bit different perspective on that because I'm responsible for more people than just myself. There's no chance, no chance I would go down to see a concert downtown. Carrie Underwood was downtown this week. I'm sure it was, it was great. Near sellout. The Arnold I was great. It. I'm sure it was yep. fine. But would any of us have been surprised? Would any of us have been surprised if somebody had been shot, robbed, severely injured in all the downtown you know, foot traffic during this weekend? No, absolutely not. None of us would have been surprised. And that is what has been wrought by Democratic policies and democratic rule of the city of Columbus. And so, Travis, I'm sorry. The quest, the answer to your question is more people like you have to perceive their policies as what they are, an infringement on your civil rights and the enactment of laws that will make Columbus not more safe but less safe. The, the innocent, law-abiding people in Columbus, less safe, not more safe. Now, as I was telling you, the officer who shot Donovan Lewis last August has retired from the department. Not surprised by this. Uh, Police Chief Elaine Bryant had the opportunity to classify his retirement however she wanted. She classified it retired in bad standing. Mm, Way to stand by your officers, Chief Bryant. Because it is my opinion, based upon what I know about this case that has been reported. Okay? So this is what I am saying right now based upon what I know has been reported about this incident, that the officer who fired his weapon acted regrettably, of course. Of course, a person ended up dead who did not have a weapon on them. Regrettably, absolutely, 100%, no issue with saying that this officer acted regrettably. But criminally, unjustifiably, no. I can't get there. And why can't I get there? Because of what I know about what has been reported, where they had multiple arrest warrants for Donovan Lewis on August 30th of last year. Okay, multiple arrest warrants. Well, what were the warrants? Were they for jaywalking? Were they for parking tickets? No, they were not. They were for domestic violence and assault involving his girlfriend and mom and a warrant for felony mishandling of a firearm. Okay, now if I'm a police officer and I'm going to the door in the middle of the night and I know that those are the warrants, I'm a little on edge. 
okay? Because I know that this person has had a firearm before, and I know that he's a violent person, or there would not be a warrant. Okay, well, maybe he won't react in a violent way, but let's be aware. Okay, and so they knock on the door for 10 minutes, announcing who they are and what they're there for. For 10 minutes. 10 minutes is a long time to knock on somebody's door, to knock forcefully, loudly, authoritatively on a door. 10 minutes is a long, long time. Finally, one or two guys in the apartment, not Donovan Lewis, let the officers into the apartment. Now the officers had a canine with them, a dog, a German shepherd. So they unleashed the canine. Now, a canine in a situation like this, I don't know how they behave, but I have a German shepherd. And I know when a German shepherd gets nervous, and we have one with fear issues, they get really aggressive, okay? So if this dog is in this apartment, and I know it's trained, but I'm just saying, is it a remote possibility that this dog was barking, maybe on cue, maybe out of nerves, maybe out of whatever was going on? Is it possible this dog was barking? It's been reported that, yes, the dog was barking. Okay, I can't sleep with a barking dog. Can you? Donovan Lewis didn't come out of his room. They asked the two men, is he in the room? Oh, we don't know. Now, that's odd. If you are asked if your husband, wife, daughter, son is home, don't you generally know? I always know. So the fact that they couldn't say, I don't know if he's in there or not, that would at the very least heighten the tension in the air. And if the officers have their tension heightened, is a dog able to pick up on that? I think that's probably pretty reasonable, right? Okay. So then they go to open the door and they leashed the dog. Now, what does that tell you? If they leashed the dog, well, that tells me that they could have left the dog unleashed. And if they open the door and Mr. Lewis is in there and the dog sees something it doesn't like, the dog could have attacked Mr. Lewis. But the fact that they leashed the dog shows me that they did not want to hurt him, did not want to harm him. And then when they opened the door, they yelled, hands. And he did not present his hands right away, but he got up and they had something in his hand, in the dark. And given all those things I just outlined, they, I think, presumed it was a weapon, and so they fired, and he very tragically died. But those sound like justifiable actions to me. Well, I bang on the kids frequently, the uh, students at our universities, those who uh, embrace democratic policies. So I need to give kudos where kudos are due. And a group of Ohio State students deserve kudos. They held a fashion show last night called the Unchained OSU Fashion Show. It is a story that tells of a human trafficking survivor and was designed to raise funds for a special scholarship for victims of human trafficking. Now, lest you think, oh, isn't that sweet? They are going to raise money and send it off to uh, Bangladesh or Swaziland. No, you don't know much about human trafficking, and that's why I am uh, giving praise to those students at Ohio State who do know about human trafficking and the fact that it is a major problem right here in Columbus. In fact, and this is the dirty little secret, it is a major problem in Columbus on weekends like the one we just had. We have the Arnold Sports Festival downtown. Now, don't don't make the mistake that I'm saying that the Arnold Sports Festival encourages or uh, enables human trafficking. No, no. Anytime there is a major event 
in any city. It can be the Super Bowl. It can be a PGA golf tournament. It could be the Arnold Sports Festival. It could be the World Economic Forum in Davos. Human trafficking flourishes. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of human trafficking where uh, they see somebody on the street milling around and they grab them and they throw them in a van and off they go. And the next thing you know, they wake up in prostitution in the middle of San Francisco. No, I'm talking about people who've already been trafficked and who are forced to engage in whatever the people who took them captive forced them to engage in. It could be sex work, of course. It could be just forced labor in uh, a dead-end job. And a lot of times they get people strung out on drugs or they abuse them. And they have, and I don't even want to, I don't want to say what human traffickers do with too much specificity because I don't want to give instructions to people who might be interested in taking advantage of others. But the things that they do are despicably evil to get control of people. And I don't even know if you have the ability to get your arms around this, but it is possible for your daughter to be a human trafficking victim and still be living in your house. That is entirely possible because these traffickers are so skilled at manipulation that what they sometimes do is they drug their intended target. They then force their intended target to do something that is highly embarrassing, um, degrading to their target, and then threaten their target with the fact that, you know, if you don't continue to do this, then we're going to tell whoever, your folks, your employer, whoever would most embarrass you to find out. So it's really good that these kids at Ohio State did this. Uh, They had the statistics, more than 28 million people in the world, 28 million, are exploited in forced labor. Um, Also, that could be sex work. Like I said, that can be working on farms, restaurants, factories. Here's a quote from a 21-year-old from Lewis Center. A lot of people think this only happens in third world countries, but this happens in Columbus too. We have the Arnold, which is coming up, well, it came up this weekend. That's a huge hotspot for human trafficking. There are cases at Polaris Mall. It's everywhere. Yeah, we had 450 cases in Ohio a couple of years ago. Periodically, you'll hear Dave Yost or some other, um, the attorney general or some other uh, law enforcement agency will have a human trafficking sting. Uh, and they, why is it why is it popular in Ohio? Because, you might have noticed, we have access to a lot of major freeways here. A lot of major freeways here. And anytime you see a seedy looking hotel or motel near a freeway exit, that is a place where human trafficking victims are often taken, kept, held captive, and made to work out of there. Why? Because if the trafficker needs to make a quick getaway with them, boom, they're on the freeway and off they go. Uh, Kim Flynn is the founder and CEO of a Hilltop-based nonprofit called Overcomers on the Move. She was previously a victim of human trafficking. And she helped the kids at Ohio State prepare for this event. She said, the definition of a survivor is someone that lives through things that other people die from. And the definition of overcomer is a warrior, someone that finds strength in their weakness and someone that can see life circumstances like others can't. It's just so much more meaningful and empowering for a person that has went through so much. Now, this, these are the kinds of uh, 
of women, and it doesn't always have to be women, but these are the kinds of women who are serviced by our friends at teenchallengeohio.org. There's another great organization, Grace Haven. I would highly encourage you, find an organization in central Ohio that is in some way plugged into rescuing victims of human trafficking. It is a real issue. It is a real issue. And if you want to spread the love of Christ in our community and you want to help give somebody a second chance, give to these organizations that genuinely care, genuinely understand, genuinely know how to minister to people in these kinds of situations. And it underscores another thing that has become a real issue in our society. And I don't want to minimize it because mental health is a serious concern in our society. But we have gotten to the point where the get out of jail free card, the ultimate panacea for everyone is to plead, I have mental health. I have mental health issues. I have a mental health. You can't question anybody. People who are trapped in human trafficking, who overcome that, clients who go to Teen Challenge Ohio and go through the year-long program and shed their addiction, whatever it is, whether it was forced upon them or whether they happened into it naturally, the human spirit is indomitable. It has the capacity to overcome so much. And my concern with the whole glorification of mental health and the pleading of a mental health thing as the ultimate hands-off, got on or whatever they say, is that it does not encourage people, test people, nudge people to find out things that they are capable of overcoming because we too easily plead, oh, it's a mental health issue. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Okay? Uh, we have a lot of professional athletes and some college athletes who play this card. It is, to me, not a good course that we are on in our country. That an accomplished athlete like a Simone Biles is now better known for her mental health heroism. At the, at the last Olympics she was supposed to compete in, she's better known for that than she is for her actual athletic performance and the result of her training and the delayed gratification of working hard for something and achieving something beyond what most people thought any human being was capable of. She's better known for the mental health stuff than she is for when she actually pressed through the demands of training and achieved at a high level. Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, same thing. Oh, Naomi says she's such a hero. No, you're not a hero. Doesn't mean that what you're going through is not legitimate, and it doesn't mean that you don't deserve care, and there are great professionals out there who can give you care. But when we get to the point where we're going to characterize this as heroic, just because you say you have an issue and you got attention for that issue, then I think we draw people into that, and we deny people the capability of finding out what they are able to do when challenged. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.